Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. This podcast is for leaders in the social sector like you who want to make a difference. Each episode is packed with practical ideas on how you can be more innovative and create an even bigger social impact. We share our ideas on what you can do and also speak to leaders from the sector to share best practice. So let's get into it and let's talk impact. Welcome everyone. Today we're going to talk to you about client focus strategy versus traditional strategy. We're going to tell you a little bit about what is the difference, what they are and why they're important to to use and also give you a few tips on how you can get started. So I'm Dan Bentley and I also have Tracy Newman from Impacto Consulting on this call today. So yeah, let's get into it. Trace, what is a client focus strategy? So essentially the difference between, I guess, a traditional strategy and a, a client-focused or a client-centred strategy is is primarily in the way that they're created, but also it's a bit about the way that they're actually focused as well. So if you consider, you know, traditionally a strategy has involved people in the board or leaders or occasionally some employees all sitting in a room, you know, talking about what they want to do next and what they want to achieve next and, you know, setting measures and those sort of goalposts versus a client-centred strategy or a client-focused strategy is actually looking at the organisation from the perspective of the client and then using that view to inform what needs to happen next. And, of course, the, the gold standard there is you actually have clients in the room with you when you're doing this so that, you know, you can really check in with them and make sure that you are aligned in terms of what it is that the client needs because, you know, they know better than anyone. Yeah, true. So what you're saying there is is what it's really about is how do you bring in another piece of information into your decision-making so that you're not just looking at it from your own internal view, so that you're actually looking at it from the view of what's happening outside your organisation as well as what's happening inside your organisation. Yeah, that's right. It's that different perspective, looking from the outside in versus the inside out and actually combining those perspectives to come up with a strategy that's going to be most effective. Yeah. And if you're going to go down this path of having a client-centred or client-focused strategy versus having a traditional strategy, what are the benefits of, of doing this? Well, I think the the most significant benefit is that you've actually got that testing built into the process to make sure that it really aligns to your client's needs. Otherwise, you've got people, I guess, making decisions about what's most important for clients, but you don't have their perspective. Yeah, that's true. One of the things that we see a lot is organisations that set the strategy internally, but then go out and run projects externally. That's because we're in a a phase of transition from organisations that were just completely doing everything internally to now people seeing a need to involve people with lived experience and their clients, the voice of their clients in the development of their products and services. And I think this is a bit of a transition period where this client-centred strategy is the next step in getting that bit right. Because what can often happen is when we do see these organisations who are doing the right thing by going out and speaking to their clients to try and understand their needs when they're developing a service or improving a service, is that sometimes that doesn't then connect to the needs of the organisation in their traditional strategy. So I think as well, on top of what you've said, Trace, for me, I also think that alignment between your services and, you know, I guess your strategy is pointing in the direction of the way your organization is heading. So if that is not informed by the needs of your clients, then any work you do after that is a really big chance of that clashing with those, unless you are really, really sure that you already absolutely know the needs of your clients. But in a lot of our experience, you might not. So yeah, 
getting out there and doing that at the start is is really beneficial because you're going to be able to know that you're going to have that alignment through your actions. And we, we did a piece of work recently with a community legal center and we were able to speak to a number of their clients with them uh, prior to setting their strategy. And I think within the strategy day, when we sort of got all the team together to pull this strategy together, we found that the insights that we got really changed the way people were thinking about what the future looked like. I think previously, they all sort of went in there with their own agenda and they all sort of wanted to talk a bit about this is where I think it should go. And, you know, I think this is what we need because of the area that I'm in charge of or what I've seen personally. But to bring in that client information, it was really interesting to understand what their perspective was of their services and of their organization. And and I think when we got into that information early, it sort of set the tone for the rest of the day that everybody was really thinking about the the client's needs as well as the organization's needs. And I think that's what's really critical about bringing that information in. And I think as well, by the time that we got to the end of creating that strategy, we had a much more well-rounded and client-centered approach to the future. And I think that's what was really important. I agree. And, you know, to your point, it really is interesting how sometimes when we're, when we're talking about creating strategies in this way, people feel like it's going to take a lot longer. And then when they actually get to see how that facilitates really effective decision making, because you take out the egos and the personalities and the, this is my perspective and I'm pretty sure I'm right. You take all of that conversation out and, and replace that with this is what our insights are, this is how our clients are telling us, you know, what's important. It can make that whole decision-making so much quicker and so much easier because it gives everybody a clear path of assessment. Is this what's right for our clients? Is this going to set us up to meet our clients' needs in the future rather than, you know, whose perspective is correct around how we're going to get where we want to go? One of the things that I've seen with creating client-focused strategies is actually how it made a really big difference for the ongoing work that the board needs to do when they actually get to hear directly from clients. So sometimes you have a range of people on the board who have that sort of business background and they're really effective at, you know, strategic direction and understanding, you know, where the strengths of the organisation are and um, they're really good at bringing those tools in. And then when they get the opportunity of hearing firsthand from a client what a difference the services that you're providing are making in their lives and what they need, it enables the board to sort of align both of those pieces of information, you sort of end up with the best of both worlds. You've got that sort of understanding of implementation and tools and techniques. And then you combine that with, I guess, a solid understanding of what's really necessary and important for your clients. And also the context that your clients are coming from and what they're dealing with, it can mean that the board become much more effective at supporting the organisation, not just in creating the strategy, but actually in an ongoing way in terms of implementing the strategy and the decisions that the board needs to make throughout the course of that strategic plan as well. Yeah, we, we often talk about the changing world for for purpose organisations and we see organizations making this transition from this traditional and surviving organization to becoming this innovative and impactful organization. And, you know, if you haven't seen that slide or heard us talk about this before, 
what sits between those two things and why organisations are needing to change to become more innovative and impactful are all the changes that are happening in the world around social media and reviews, changes to the way the government is handing out funding. If you look at things like the NDIS, you know, the pace of technology, there's a whole heap of different factors that we have sitting in, in that model and, that, and part of that story. And I think if I'm thinking about where does the client-focused or client-centered strategy sit within that, is that I think it's really about the future is here and I think that future is a, a world where our clients, customers, consumers, whatever you want to call them, have a lot more choice and a lot more power and I think if you're sitting there thinking we know what's best for them and we know everything, you're probably missing the point. And getting them involved in what you do and helping understand what they truly need is actually going to set your organization up to do a better job. So if you are putting all that pressure on yourself to come up with all the answers, that's what organizations did in the past. And those are the ones that are now traditional and just surviving. The organizations that we see doing this really well, they do have a client focus strategy. They really intimately know the needs of their clients. And that's just not on just a service level perspective. That is on an entire whole of person perspective. And again, strategy is all about what are we going to do next? Where are we heading? How are we going to get there kind of thing? This is a critical part in also including your clients because once you get that, you're going to be really clear that the path forward is the right path. Whereas if, you, if you're having a guess or your best assumptions in the room, you know, in a workshop with your, with your team, you're going to be missing a whole part of the picture, which is what needs to be included. And, and the thing is as well, I think back in the day, you know, when the world wasn't changing to where it's heading at the moment, you could get away with that. I just don't think you can really get away with it these days. And if you do, for how long can you get away with it? I think that's that's the question because somebody else is out there doing a client-focused strategy and they're going to meet the needs of their clients a hell of a lot better, most likely, than you are if you're going to be sort of sitting in a room coming up with the ideas yourself. So I think that's another point I think needs to be sort of heard as well, yeah. I agree. And even outside of the quality of the services that you're able to create and the quality of the organisation that you're able to build, there are changes in terms of you know, what you need to do to be compliant, you know, in the aged care sector and disability, it's becoming far more included in funding arrangements and things like that. So even if the client and being able to create great services and, and clients choosing to go elsewhere where, they, where they're getting their needs met, even if that's not something that's impacting your organisation, things like funding models and needing to be able to evidence that you've included your client to retain your certifications, that's going to be something that is going to happen. And having that alignment throughout your entire organisation means then that you can set the direction. And it's always far better to be on the front foot and actually leading your organisation where you want to go rather than kind of waiting until that's imposed on you. Yeah, I agree. Are you looking for innovative ways for your organisation to deliver more impact? Take our online assessment and receive a customised report in your inbox that highlights exactly what to do next. It takes only five minutes to fill out and it's completely free. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au slash self-assessment. Trace, let's talk a bit now about how organisations and leaders can get started. So if you are coming up, we are coming up to that time where a lot of organizations are doing their strategies. Some organizations like to do this on a financial year. And so being in uh, the end of June right now, there's probably a lot of organizations that are getting ready to go through this process. 
what are, what are a few ways that people can get started and have a client-focused strategy? I think the most powerful way is to bring the stories of the clients into the room. So what I've seen done that actually set the stage really well for a client-centered strategy was actually starting to weave those stories in and bring those stories in prior to actually setting the strategy so that you're actually giving the board an opportunity to build their understanding um, and build their knowledge and really sort of get to know more about your clients and those services and what they really need. And that can be really powerful because it sort of then means that when you're actually having that day where you're sitting in talking about your strategy, a lot of the information is not new and you've had an opportunity to think about it and think about like how can you sort of get all those pieces to fit together but if you're looking to create a strategy next week and you don't have the luxury of sort of you know doing that preparation then absolutely you know think about how can you have those clients represented in the room either physically actually bringing them in and including them in the conversation, or if that's not possible, how do you actually bring their essence, their stories, their challenges? How do you represent that and bring it into the room? Yeah, how we, how we did that with the community legal centre that we were talking about earlier was went out and did several interviews with a number of people and they were just over the phone, nothing fancy. I think some of them were maybe over Zoom or something like that, but it was really about speaking to them and getting them to tell us their story of why they use the Community Legal Centre, understanding a little bit about them as people as well so that we could better understand, I guess, you know, what their needs and what they're going through and you know, all those sorts of things. And then finally finding out, well, what is the next, what's the future look like for them? Do they think they're going to use their services again or have they finished? Or like, you know, just sort of really trying to understand like the past, the present and the future from these people. And then what we were able to do then is get through all that data that we got through speaking to the group. And I think we only spoke to about 10 people. So it doesn't need to be, you know, 100 people or anything like that. If that's what you're thinking, you might need to do. We were able to sort of synthesize that information, pull out some themes and present that back to the group in about sort of a half an hour slot within the entire day. And like I mentioned earlier, what that did was it really helped people understand and it challenged a lot of people too. I think that was what was really important. We had some of the board members kind of going, oh, wow, you know, like, is that statistically valid? Because I don't know, that doesn't sit with the way that I like to think and say, well, look, we could have just got really unlucky and spoke to about 10 people that are all saying the same thing. Or it could be a thing that we need to consider. So getting out there and, and, and doing some interviews before as well can also be a way you can do it. And that way, if you don't want to have people in there for the entire day, like Tracy was mentioning earlier, you can still bring their insights and their thoughts and their needs into that room and have it as part of setting the strategy. I think as well, there's another part to do after that too, which is once you've created your strategy, actually talk to a bunch of these people and say, do you think this strategy is going to meet your needs? So we've gone out and asked you what you wanted. Now we've created this. Do you think if we were to do these things over the next three years, this would be the right thing for you? I think that's another way as well you could get some additional feedback. I think that's really valuable. And, you know, if you're listening to this going, uh-oh, we've just created our strategy. We don't really want to go through that process again. It's a really great opportunity to bring that client focus in through actually taking your strategy out 
talking to your clients, people with lived experience, other important stakeholders who are part of the ecosystem that you operate in and actually, you know, share that strategy and get that feedback because it's so much easier to make any small adjustments now than, you know, the further you get down the track and the further you get into really bringing that strategy to life. If you're not quite right, three degrees left or right can make a big difference, you know, the further down the road you get. Yeah. And you sort of started touching a little bit earlier as well, Tracy, on like co-designing one of these strategies with your clients. Like how would people go about that? Let's say you managed to get five people to come along and what sorts of things could you do with them to bring their insights to life and have them included? Look, I think it can be really awkward getting people to sort of sit in a room on the other side of the table and say, hey, tell us, you know, tell us about us. So what actually works really well is when you have those sessions, do some activities together, bring people along for the ride. Don't just necessarily have a talk to me about yourself and your life, but maybe have some some different pictures in in the middle of the table and, and get people both from the board and the people with lived experience to, you know, maybe bring out some, some photos that represent the organisation and what it is that they need so that you're not just being really direct in your questioning, but you're actually gathering a whole score of information about people's lives and looking for the things that are common as well. So, you know, really building those strong relationships between the people, you know, who work for your organisation, who are charged with bringing the strategy to life and the people that, you know, the strategy is is ideally there to benefit and actually finding out, well, what are those commonalities? What are the things that we can work on together? How are our lives similar? What are the things that we really need? Because that then helps to build those strong relationships and build that influence, which then makes you know, the next step of the strategy and the next step and the next step after that so much easier and and really brings it to life. Yeah, it's really good points. Yeah, the key here is to just go further on what Tracy said. It really is about how do you involve them in your activities? You know, like Tracy said, if you're sitting there and you're wanting them just to say like, talk to us, like tell us what we should do, it's not going to work. But having some really structured activities, that can make a, a really big difference. That's true. You know, even, even if it is doing something, you know, like a, a real traditional strategy model is a SWOT analysis, like they do work, even though it is a well-trodden path. But even getting their input into your SWOT analysis could give you a lot of really valuable insights. So something as simple as that, it doesn't have to be a new exercise. It could be something that you're already planning to do, but just have their opinion and their thoughts and their input into that could make a big difference. Absolutely, yes. And that working side by side really facilitates a much richer conversation. You know, as people, often we are better at having meaningful conversations with people that we've just met when we're actually focusing on something else and not necessarily focusing on ourselves or the conversation. So the conversation that can arise when you're working on activities together is really beneficial. Okay, so there you have it. So we've just given you a fair bit of information there. So just to to pull out a few key points. So firstly, you know, we talked a bit about the benefits of a client-focused or client-centered strategy versus a traditional strategy. We talked about how the world is changing and that we need to really be focusing on the needs of our clients. And if that's the case, then our strategy is the first point of that. So if we don't have our strategy right and that's not client-centered, the stuff that we do after that may also not align to that. So that's why it's really important for us to get that right from the very start. 
We also talked a little bit about how you can do it as well. So whether that's you're about to get into your planning now, you could invite a few people or at least, as Tracy mentioned, bring a few of their stories into the room so that at least you have their perspective and and their needs. Or you could even be bolder and co-design with them and be able to involve them in your strategy day and get their perspective and, and run your ideas by them to see if it would meet their needs. Or you may have just done your strategy. Tracy also had a great idea, which was around how do you maybe just show that to them and just say, can we get your input? We've created this so far, but is this the future that we need to create for you so that you can achieve your goals? So there you have it. That's basically it. We do this sort of work too. So if you do need some additional assistance or anything like that, feel free to reach out. We're always happy to provide some advice or tips or even give you a hand if that's what you need. So Thank you so much for your time today. It was nice chatting and we'll see you on the next video. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.